Hey, welcome to The Abundant Artist, a podcast for creatives looking to create more abundance in their lives, more happiness, more results, more money. I'm Whitney Eland. I'm an actor, writer, and certified life coach, and I'm going to show you exactly how to start feeling better and how to go after your creative ambitions. Hello, wonderful artists. I hope that you are having an amazing day whenever you are listening to this. I am so happy to be podcasting today. As y'all may know, I have been in a little bit of a crazy last few months moving across the country and then moving again. So I just moved into a new apartment and we don't really have any furniture. So we've been waiting on it and our apartment is truly so chaotic, but I am back in a podcasting closet by myself. I have a candle burning. It's one of those like crackly ones. So you might hear it. It kind of sounds like I'm by a a campfire and I have some twinkle lights going on. And I just, I finally feel like I'm back in my element. So I am so excited to be here. And I'm also super excited to talk to y'all today about why you don't have what you want. As y'all know, I have coached over 130 artists was the last tally that I have. And I love coaching y'all. And it's so funny. I was just coaching in the academy and someone was like, do you feel like you're just like on like a broken record? You're just like on repeat constantly. And I don't like I love coaching and it's so funny. But the reason that they said that is, is because all of our brains literally do the exact same things. Right. So all of these like 130 plus clients at this time have all just come to me and their brains have been doing the exact same thing. And I want to show you exactly what that is and exactly why you don't have the results that you want yet. So first off, I want you to just take a minute and imagine what your next level is. Okay. So where is it that you want to be next? Maybe you have only been doing understudy roles and you want to get to principal tracks. Maybe you've done, you know, some television, you want to be booking recurring roles. You want to be booking those series, regular roles. Maybe, you know, your newer, in in the industry and you want to be, you know, joining the actors union, or maybe, you know, you sold your first few paintings and you want to be making your full-time living off of your art or whatever it is. Like think about like, what's that next level for you and what is like stopping you from getting there? Okay. So, and imagine like that you get there, what has stopped you from getting there previously? So Most artists, when I ask them this, I'm like, okay, so let's imagine this like best case scenario for you. What is stopping you? These are like the most common things that they say. And I'm guessing that a lot of you can relate to this. So first off, the biggest one that I hear is like, it just doesn't feel like it's in my control, right? It feels impossible. It feels like there's all these outside, like external factors that there's, there are these gatekeepers or there are, you know, these, you're waiting around for sales or auditions or social media to take off or whatever it is. It just doesn't feel like it's in your control. Another one I hear is like, I don't know how to start. Like, I don't know how to get to the next level. There's a lot of confusion, not knowing how to be consistent, right? You know what you're supposed to be doing, but you just like can't get yourself to do it. You just feel stuck. And there's all this, you could write a list of all the things that you quote unquote should be doing, but you just can't really find the motivation to actually get off your ass and like start to do them. Or you've taken a ton of action, but you're burnt out. And so you're like, okay, I've literally done all the things. I've tried everything and it just doesn't, it's not working. I'm like spinning out. I'm just like feeling stuck. I notice a lot of clients just feeling really overwhelmed, anxious, stuck. Right. And so, you know, artists are all like so freaking self-aware. So they're like, yeah, I know that like I get overwhelmed and stuck. And so then I, I'm not consistent, but I just can't get myself to be consistent. And I'm just like not creating the results that I want. 
So this is what I would call like the surface level of what's what's keeping you stuck. In coaching though, we're looking at your mindset. So what I the way that I describe this, like what most people do is they're looking at like the fruits of a plant. They're looking at like, okay, these fruits are like, they're like not blooming fully and they're mad that, that those fruits are not showing up the way that they want on the timeline that they want. But what we're going to do is we're going to look below the soil, look at the roots and see what roots, if the roots are not healthy, then of course the plant is not going to grow. So it doesn't matter how much you try to manipulate the fruit or the leaves or the branches or whatever. If the roots are unhealthy, it's not going to grow. So in coaching, we're always looking beneath the surface at those roots, which are your thoughts the thoughts that end up creating the results that you have. And the way that this works is because the thoughts that you're thinking lead to your emotion. So if you're feeling an emotion, it's because you're thinking a thought that creates that emotion. And whatever actions you take are always guided by your emotions. So when you're, this is like, you know, Maybe you watch a movie and it's like super inspiring and you're like, now I can take on the world. And so you're feeling really motivated and that's when you like take a ton of action, but then the next day you feel sad again or you feel hopeless or whatever, so you quit taking action. So all of this to say though, that's all coming from the thoughts that you're thinking. So what is actually stopping you is your brain, is your mindset. And I wanna break this down and show you exactly why this is happening. So I want you to remember that our species, our human species have evolved from cave people, okay? So like cavemen, cave women, cave people. And cave people, they really only had a couple jobs. One of them was, well, honestly, like the only, the like overarching one was just to stay alive, okay? So, and the way that they did this was to avoid pain and to seek pleasure. And so the, what this looks like, again, this like seeking pleasure means resting, right? It means doing things that feel good. And then that survival mechanism that like stay alive, that avoid danger looks like stay with your tribe. Okay, stay with your community. Do not go out and try something on your own. And the reason is, if you think about these cave people, they're, they're literally dwelling in a cave. And if they left the cave and went out on their own, they would be susceptible to lions and tigers and ligers and bears, like all of those things, right? They could accidentally eat some poisonous berries. They would have to find their own shelter. They would have to find their own food. So that was really, really vulnerable. So cave people's brains were wired to avoid vulnerable situations because that literally kept them alive, okay? So they needed to just stay with their communities and not go out and do anything that could be perceived as dangerous. Now that again was a survival mechanism. So it really kept them alive and kept them thriving and able to continually evolve into what we are now as like humans. The difference between humans and cave people, if you're interested, is that we have a evolve, I mean, there's you know lots of things, but the biggest one is now we have a prefrontal cortex. And this part of our brain is what allows us to think about your thoughts, to plan for the future, to make goals, to have dreams, all of those things. Cave people didn't have that. Same with like my dog, <laughs> okay? Like my dog does not have a prefrontal cortex. I can't like explain to him like, hey bud, you're afraid because you heard a noise that you think means this, but it actually doesn't mean this, right? So because he can't think about his thoughts, he's just always in the present moment, which honestly sounds really beautiful, but it doesn't help him to plan for the future or to create things that he wants. He's just always existing in the present moment. And he's always, just like a cave person, is just trying to stay alive and to stay safe, okay? So our brains, though, we have this prefrontal cortex, but we still have this primal instinct that tells us that we need to always 
look out for danger, that we need to stay safe, we need to seek pleasure, we need to not essentially go out on our own and try new things. So what does this look like? So in the past, for cave people, it was like, don't go out of the cave. For you today, it looks like don't go out and try new things. Okay, going out and trying something that you've never done before is for sure going to kill you. It is going to be your eminent death. And what this looks like, I mean, a lot of the out of, you know, those 130 plus clients that I've worked with, most of them, I don't think I've ever actually worked with a client whose family was also an artist, like whose parents were also maybe full-time artists. If I have, like, I, I don't think so. And the reason that I say this, the reason that I bring this up is because you have to remember that like, if your brain doesn't want you to go out of the proverbial cave, that means that your brain doesn't want you to do something that your family hasn't done before, that you have not seen pattern to you. If you grew up and like both of your parents were like famous artists and were like, yes, this is an amazing path for you to go down where you will absolutely find success and happiness and wealth, then you wouldn't perceive it as dangerous. But my guess is because this is what, you know, my experience is, what most of my clients is, is that that is not the kind of environment that you were raised in. And so your brain perceives you going out and trying to be an artist and trying new things as a threat. And this shows up at completely different levels, right? Like maybe some, like I have some clients, you know, who it's like their brains got them to Broadway, but it doesn't get them to the lead role or it doesn't get them to television, right? Because, and what we end up finding as we're coaching is that their brains perceived Broadway understudy or swing or ensemble as safe, but there's some disconnect that keeps them from thinking that being the lead, like their brains think that being the lead would be vulnerable. Okay, so your brain is always going to resist the things that it does not see as safe. And, but this can also happen, you know, if you're just at the stage where you're like, like this was me for sure, where it's like, I got, I like have a BFA in acting and yet it was like a few years into, into like my professional career that I was like, what is going on? And then eventually realizing that this is actually the problem. So you could have gotten, so, and at that point, you know, I booked professional work. I was a working actor, like all these things, but there just were different levels that were keeping me stuck. So all this to say, this happens at different levels. And I've worked with, you know, award-winning television actors and it's all just about that next level, your brain is not going to see as safe. Okay. So all of this though is compounded by the fact that society has deemed you a misfit. Okay. So it's not just your family. It's also like society at large. I am something that I'm actually like really proud of is I was thinking the other night about my community of clients and I'm, I could be wrong here. So if someone wants to, I don't know, volunteer that this is not their experience, then let me know, send me a DM. But what I was realizing that is that my, out of my clients, there is like such a crossover and like intersectionality of multiple often marginalizations. So what what I mean when I say that is most of my clients are one or more of these identities. So like women, LGBTQ, BIPOC, different like gender identities, religious minorities, mental illnesses, neurodivergencies. Okay, so all of this to say, you have to remember that like, and I know that this is probably the most prevalent in America, but I do have clients all over the world. And I think just in general, Western civilization, we really value the straight, cis, white, hetero man who has no neurodivergencies, 
who has no mental illnesses, right? Like that is this, our society rewards that kind of person. And I know like if y'all listen to the podcast with my husband, he is a straight cis white man. I mean, he, he does have ADHD, but for the most part, he has like a lot less of those, you know, intersectional mind, like identities than uh, like even myself does or most of my clients do. And you can even hear the way that he talks about like manifesting and creating things, he just doesn't really have any resistance to it. He just believes that he can have those things. And so what ends up happening is because he believes in those things, those are his roots. So then he can grow really healthy flowers, really healthy fruits, right? Because that, like when he just has these beliefs of like, yeah, I can have whatever I want. I can go after this. This is gonna be safe for me. Then of course he's going to show up consistently and create the results that he wants. So we have these like, there's like potentially family things. There's these brain things that are just telling us that like putting your art into the world is gonna be really vulnerable. Maybe you'll accidentally make art that hurts someone's feelings or that not everyone's gonna love or that you're like, not everyone is gonna be obsessed with. And that seems really dangerous. You could put your internet, your work on the internet and trolls could come after you. So all of that feels really dangerous. And then also your society has, our society has told you most likely if you're listening to this podcast, that you are not enough, that you are, there's something wrong with you, that you are a misfit. So that is just compounding to this idea that like you're already out of the norm and now you wanna just push that edge even further? Like hell no, your brain is gonna be like, absolutely not, we are not doing that. Now, I wanna add a third thing, you are an artist, okay? So in coaching we say, your biggest strength when it is overused, it becomes your biggest weakness. So with artists, you're highly emotional, you're extremely creative. Now those are amazing things, but here's how they become your downfall. Your emotions can get so big and so overwhelming that you literally cannot continue to take action if you don't know how to use them and if you don't know how to manage them. Okay. So like something that is a, like not a big deal to my husband is a huge deal for me and could knock me down for like a couple of days and our society, you know, our school systems, things like that. We haven't learned how to process emotions and people with less emotional sensitivity can usually get by. Okay. Like people that just aren't as naturally sensitive are fine to not process their emotions because they're not that big. Now I want you to imagine, remember you're an artist. So yours are like high highs and low lows. And when you don't know how to process them, it can perpetuate or turn into literal mental illness. And that's at the worst, but at the least, it can just become this day-to-day thing that really can trip you up and really stop you because you're only taking action on the days that you feel good, okay? And then with that also, again, you're really creative. So your creative brain, when it is goes into overdrive, is going to start to come up with really creative ways for why you are going to fail and why nothing is going to work out and also really creative ways of distracting yourself, okay? So all of this to say, these are like, again, over 130 clients. Those are just the ones that I've tallied up. Like your brain just does these things and that's not a problem. The only problem is that it, when you don't have the awareness of that and you don't know have the tools to overcome that. Because again, remember, these thoughts, these mindset, these like core self-limiting thoughts have become beliefs that are the roots of the art and of the success that you are generating or not generating, right? So if we want to change the results that you're creating, we just need to change your mindset. And this is really good news because we have 
Well, two things also. One is that we, I, I've shared this before on the podcast, but I want you to imagine that your brain kind of has this internal thermostat. And a thermostat, I'm in uh, Los Angeles now, so I actually have one, not to brag, um, but if it gets too hot, then the air conditioner is gonna kick on. And if it gets too cold, then the heat is going to kick on. So it essentially keeps the temperature of the house at like a maybe like five degree threshold because it saves energy to stay within that threshold than to go like if it gets really hot and then the air has to like go on full blast for several hours, that would take up a lot more energy than just kind of maintaining that equilibrium. Now our brains do the same thing. We have this like internal set point of what we believe first off that we're capable of, but second off of what, of how happy we are like allowed to be of what our brain thinks is like quote unquote safe to feel. So if you have, and I've totally seen this in my own life, times where it's just like my set point, like my like day-to-day emotions are just kind of low. And you know, there are obviously like chemical things that go into that and hormones and trust me as a pregnant woman, I am like deeply experiencing that right now, like the effects of just the hormones. But I also think that there is a level of like, once your brain gets to a certain level, it then just wants to kind of stay at that level. And so it again, it feels like that's safe and it feels like going outside of that could be dangerous. Your brain just wants you to stay safe, to stay where you are, because it knows that where you are right now is not killing you right? So your brain just wants to stay here. We also have a function of our brain called the reticular activating system. And this is the function that is just continually looking for patterns. Okay. So your brain, this is how your brain stays safe. And this is how it like finds, sit, conserves energy is just to continually do things the same way that you've done them before. So even though there's like this part of you, your soul, that your, your spirit, whatever you want to call it, this creative part of you that knows that you're meant for more, that knows that there is something else available for you, your reticular activating system, your internal thermostat, and your primal instincts are just going to keep kicking that off over and over and over again because your brain wants to keep you safe. And this looks like confusion. This looks like overwhelm. This looks like self-sabotage. This looks like thinking that your dreams are impossible. This looks like overworking, but not actually like pushing too hard. This looks like trying a ton of different things that aren't actually putting your work out there. It looks like feeling stuck. It looks like feeling overwhelmed and it looks like not knowing how to start. A lot of my clients also I've seen uh, will build these huge mountains of things that they quote unquote need to do that are complete diversions and complete distractions. And so then they get too burnt out to actually do the things that matter the most. It also looks like puffing up. You think about like animals in nature. I think it's like porcupines, right? When you like, but a lot of animals do this. I think a lot of birds do this too. Oh, actually. (laughs) Okay. This is a random story, but a bird flew into our window the other day and It was just like on its back and we're like, oh no, this bird is toast. And then of course my dog went and barked at it and it like hurried and flipped over and it was just kind of stunned. But because my dog was in the window, like this huge dog compared to this tiny little bird, the bird puffed up, right? And it was like, I'm gonna just like, I'm stunned and I can't move for a minute, but I'm just going to look as big as I can. And so even though it was a tiny little bird, it just like puffed up its feathers so big. So our brains do that too with the creative work that we're putting out there. When we sense threat, when we sense danger, like when you are feeling there is danger, when you think that people will reject your work or not like it, or it could fail, 
You're going to puff up and you're going to make work that's not actually who you are, that's not actually what you're inclined to, that's not actually using the best of your creative abilities because instead you're just in that state of puffed up in that survival instinct. You actually do not have access to the most creative part of your brain when you're in a fight or flight or fawn response, which is what happens when you're feeling threatened and not feeling safe. So anyway, all of this to say, the solution to all of this is to learn how to hack your thoughts, your feelings, and your nervous system, and to get them to all work with you and work intentionally and work on purpose. And the way that we do this is with that part of your brain I was talking about earlier that dogs don't have, your prefrontal cortex. The part of your brain that allows you to plan and to set goals is also the part of you that can intentionally rewire your thoughts, feelings, and nervous system to show yourself that you can have the things that you want, that it is safe for you to go out there, that it is possible that you don't have to be overwhelmed, that it is simpler than you thought, that it is available for you. All we have to do is override your primal programming and create an intentionally safe place for your brain on purpose. We just need to show your brain that it is safe to adjust your internal thermostat and to go after and create the results that you want. This is exactly the work that we do in the Abundant Artist Academy. I have broken this down into six really simple steps to hack your brain. It is simple, it is easy, it is repeatable, and it works for every problem, for every client, every single time. So you're going to learn the steps cognitively to do this work, and then you're going to implement these steps with me in ongoing lifetime access to weekly coaching calls. So on these calls, you can submit your questions ahead of time. We also have a portal. This is something I'm really proud of. It is a app that you can get on and you can post your questions any time of the day. I answer at least once a day, Monday through Friday, and we will intentionally look at your brain, look at the way that it is functioning and rewire it so that you can go after the things that you want. The amazing thing about this work is that it is it will change your brain in a permanent way. And the way that we do one thing is the way that we do everything. So learning how to hack your brain in this area, like one of my very first clients who was like, when we started working together, we were focused on art, but then we also went down, you know, a, a sidetrack about relationships and how the way they were showing up with their art was also the same way they were showing up in their relationships and exhibiting a lot of self-sabotage and turning down the wrong people and saying yes to the wrong people and turning down the right people. And this, this client of mine just got engaged and is in such a happy relationship. They're having so much success in their artistic career and it just has been so amazing and it just like makes me like want to cry when I think about all of these changes that happen and this is available for all of you. For every single one of you who's listening to this, I promise this is backed in science and research and also all of my clients. So if this is something that you are ready for, join me in the Abundant Artist Academy. I would love to have you and I'll see you on the inside. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you're ready to take this work even deeper and up-level your life and career, Follow the link in my show notes to coach with me in the Abundant Artist Academy, my group coaching program for creatives who are tired of being struggling artists and who are ready to start creating more in their lives, more happiness, more bookings, and more money. I'll see you on the inside.